Good day, good day, good day. This is Coffee Conversations with Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Hope you're doing well today. Uh, everybody, no matter what day you're listening to this, um, I don't know what your schedule is or what, you're, what you have in your hand. Hopefully it's a, a good, nice cold brew of uh, coffee. Or, or some other cold well, brew. I suppose you could have another cold brew. <laughs> following iced up, tea. Indeed, iced drink. Following up our, our uh, what was it, uh, Drinking with the Saints Oh, that's right. Conversation. Have you seen the new Dunkin' Salted Caramel no. Evil drink? <laughs> I evil. I haven't bought it yet, but... It's calling my name. Oh, yeah? It just it, looks good and cold. Did and it just come out? I think so. I saw it on the little marquee last time I went through and bought an unhealthy donut. So Nice. I remember uh, back in seminary, I don't really go out for coffee too much more anymore, mm-hmm. but like in seminary, we'd go to Starbucks. And, oh, yeah. Because like getting out of the seminary, it was always good, especially, just, like, especially this time of year. To get out. Right. Because <laughs> February was like the worst month in the seminary. Because in theory, you could just never really leave because you have, I mean, you have everything right there. Yeah. Your professors live in the building, you know, the priests. Uh, so your, your classes are in the building. Uh, you pray in the building. You sleep in the building. You eat in the building. Yeah. So if you didn't need to go anywhere, you could not. So going to Starbucks for uh, uh, study study time or just, just hanging out was, was important. But they had the... Was it the caramel macchiato? Or, oh yeah. Or the the creme brulee? I think was that, yep. that was one. Oh yeah. Or they had one with like um, some kind of a waffle cone crumble in the oh. inside. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> then then you ask yeah. like, what percentage of this is coffee? <laughs> I'm gonna go home and eat salad. <laughs> was Denny's? Denny's wasn't across the street from the seminary when you were there, was it? Uh, no, not directly across. Oh, okay. Because no. it used to be, it was the hangout. Yeah, no, that was so. There's a there was a Denny's, but it was down near uh, Som Center. Oh, okay. Kind of down. Yeah, no, there towards, was one like right across the street. Down towards Willoughby, um, and the, uh, actually, in that Denny's now is a, is a Swenson's. Oh. Swenson's. Oh yeah. Wow. Have you had Swenson's? You know what? No. Um, is that the frozen food? No, it's the uh, it's like uh, it's food. Akron. It's. Um, it's like a like a drive-in kind of place, oh, okay. so it's burgers and fries and and all kinds of things. So, oh, and uh, potato teasers, <laughs> which are uh, like these little um, jalapeno popper kind of things. Kind but of yeah, Swenson's. It's a uh, they've been moving more north. Okay. The past the past I have couple to try it. past couple years. So there's one there, and then uh, I think there's one even closer actually. I, I think there's one in Menor. I have to check it out. So we're gonna have to. And do a Swenson's run. It sounds good. And the, but then they have the, uh, the milkshakes. Do you have salads? <laughs> uh, no I mean, they put lettuce on the burger if you want. <laughs> you want to? I would just I call it a meat salad with a just burger. Just call it a meat salad. You know? I mean, I mean, really, what's the difference between a sandwich and a salad? That's true, right? I mean, it's all just food and different arrangements. That's. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> We're getting deep philosophical. You uh-huh. know? Well, but to say like, what's what makes like a fruit salad different from a real salad, different from macaroni salad or potato salad? What like what's mayonnaise? Like what? Because <laughs> fruit salad is just fruit together in a bowl. Yeah. Do you ever put fruit on your salad? Um. Yes. That's good. Like strawberries or mm-hmm. grapes or. Blueberries. Blueberries, right? Yeah. I don't know. 
But you couldn't put mayonnaise on a salad. So I think that's what the distinction probably, would be. Probably. Like, huh? <laughs> I don't know. So well, anyways, I, what's the topic for today? Today? Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes it's good to be, I don't know, light and fun. It's it's the afternoon session. We never know what we're going to do. No. We never know where we're going to go in, in the afternoon because usually it's been... I was hearing I was hearing confessions for a good good chunk of the morning over at uh, Vista Springs this morning, which was really great. It was a really good experience just to be with uh, people there. It's, it's a really a, nice group of people. Assisted living uh, place, and um, but uh, it is kind of like the act and uh, the the act of just kind of being there and, and listening, even if, if it's for an hour and a half. Like if you're really listening to someone for an hour and a half straight, not one person, but you know mm-hmm. different people, it does it does take a lot of it does take a lot of energy out of you. Yeah. But that's a good thing. But yeah, we actually do want to talk about uh, reconciliation today. So we had a reconciliation retreat at the parish last uh, weekend, right? Last Saturday, correct. Yeah, so what what was that about? Well, we um, have moms and dads and their kids come. Mm -hmm. And it's for about two and a half hours. There's time for mom and dad to be together with their kids. And then we do some adult time and some kid time. Kind of breaking into, break into three different groups. and Because mm-hmm. and, I think in the past we would have the adults come to all the things with the kids. Mm-hmm. And then they were just getting second grade theology throughout the whole day. Right, so right. So having the parents have their own sessions we found was really helpful. Yeah, so it's essentially it's kind of a preparation for, for the sacrament, right? So we in the church we have these things called sacraments. That there are these places uh, of real encounter with God. And uh, they're not just like, well, we decided to do something. <laughs> we, we need to fill our fill our time somehow. You mm-hmm. know? So well, the church just kind of created these sacraments. They they come from the words and actions of Jesus. All all seven sacraments. What are the what are what are the seven sacraments? Baptism. So, have, so three three sacraments of initiation. Mm-hmm. Baptism, confirmation, and Eucharist. Eucharist. Not two. always in that order. Right. 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 <laughs> We have two sacraments of vocation. Right. Marriage and ordination. Yeah, marriage and priesthood. And then two sacraments of healing. Which would be reconciliation and and anointing the the sick. sick. Ding, 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 ding. Good trivia. Trivia. Good way to remember them. Yeah. So three, two, and two. So three sacraments of initiation. So baptism, Eucharist, and confirmation. Those are the sacraments that bring us into a relationship with God. Um, insofar as God has given us a church uh, and, and has given us, um, you know, his, his living body, you know, here, here on the earth. So, yeah, those, those three sacraments kind of bring us into a full relationship. Right. Not initiation like hazing or... Right. To initiate you into, mm-hmm. you know, to begin your journey. Into the life of the church. Right. Into the, in, into the faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what is faith? Relationship with God. So... So first, we're cleansed of our sins, and we're made a child of God. Second, we're you're given the Eucharist, so the, the body and blood of Jesus to mm-hmm. sustain us. And then we're strengthened by the Holy Spirit in confirmation to, to live out that relationship, to live out that faith that we've been, uh, we've been, uh, we've been, we've been given. Uh, and, then, and, and then so on. So, yeah, these sacraments are, are, are really kind of essential to our life uh, as, uh, as, as Catholics, and they're not really... We talked about you know in this past year we've talked about things that are essential and things that are things that are not essential, mm-hmm. right? And I think sometimes the sacraments are like mile markers. Um, when we're born, yeah, um, 
when we become part of the body of Christ by receiving the body of Christ and mm-hmm. living that out, uh, when we get married or ordained, yeah, when we're sick, that pretty much happens to all of us at some point, yeah, and when we mess up, how do we how do we say we're sorry to God and to the community that we've hurt, right? So. Yeah, God wants to be a part of our lives um, at the most significant times of our lives, at, mm-hmm. the, at the most difficult part of our lives, right? He doesn't want to be apart from us in any way. And I think the, I think the beauty of the sacraments is that, you know, they engage our senses. And that, that might be a, like a simple thing to kind of appreciate. But as human beings, we, we come to know things how. Uh, we see them, we taste them, we touch them, we smell them. You know, like we, we encounter the world through our senses. So God, you know, creating us uh, and, and, and knowing that about us, he wanted to help us to know that he is real through our senses. And so that's why every sacrament has some kind of physical, you know, nature to it. It's a physical reality. So baptism has water. Eucharist has bread and wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, confirmation has oil and laying onto the hands so the priest's well, uh, the bishop will lay hands, <clears throat> either extend it over the people or, or or placing them on their head. You know, so all these sacraments have something something we encounter, mm-hmm. and it's just it, it makes it real, kind of in a sense, for us. And I think <clears throat> Jesus becoming human, um, that God becomes human, totally right. God, totally human. Um, that people need to experience something tangible of God. Right, right, right. Um, And then Jesus leaves us the sacraments as that tangible experience of God's love. To make him present, mm-hmm. right? Because we know Jesus didn't live on the earth. He, he doesn't live on the earth physically like he did. He ascended into heaven. But he wanted to remain with us in a very real way. And so the sacraments actually make Jesus present to us in our own time and space. And I think most of the sacraments bring that up. <clears throat> That at baptism we say Christ anoints you priest, prophet, and king. Right. right. Or at mass it's Jesus present in the people, the word, the priest, as well as um, the body and blood of Jesus and the bread and the wine. Yeah. Uh, but what about re- con- reconciliation? Mm-hmm. Reconciliation doesn't have a. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have an. It doesn't have a an extra thing. But we could say that. Reconciliation has so it, you're you're present to the priest, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes sometimes you know people can ask, well, why do I need to go to a priest? That's a good question, right? And that's mm-hmm. a good question. So uh, we want to talk a little bit, maybe about some of the obstacles uh, that that keep us from reconciliation. So well, first, reconciliation is what it's 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 the forgiveness, it's the sacrament of the forgiveness of our sins, spiritual healing. That uh, we don't we don't live perfect lives, and we 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 need to bring our lives before God to receive forgiveness. And reconciliation means to see eye to eye again. So like when we mess up, you don't usually look at somebody in the eye. It's like, oh, I screwed up. I'm not going to look at you. When we go to reconciliation, it's that looking eye to eye again with God and other people. Right, right. Does it only go by one name? Uh, reconciliation? Uh, yeah, so the sacrament of re- reconciliation, of being reconciled. It could also be referred to as uh, confession. You know, so the sacrament of confession that we're that we're bringing our confession, you know, to before before the Lord, uh, or the sacrament of penance, uh, and so confession penance and, like doing time, <laughs> not really. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, 
So, yeah, so those are three kind of different ways we could talk about the sacrament. Um, the main one being reconciliation. What's happening, we're being reconciled. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the sacrament of reconciliation, what's the physical part of it? The fact that you're in front of a priest. And, you know, this is really significant. This is not something small because we can, we can have that. People can, can think that, like, well, why do I need to take my sins to a priest? Why, why is that important? And that's a really good question. Why is it important? Well, when a priest is uh, ordained, uh, so when he's uh, ordained by the bishop, uh, which is a sacrament in and of itself that he's receiving, he's ordained, there's a Latin phrase called in persona Christi, which means in the person of Christ. So that means whenever a priest, you know, not when, whenever and wherever, uh, because as priests we are uh, just as human as anyone else, we make mistakes just like anyone else mm-hmm. right we screw up um, it's not like we're 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 incarnate jesus uh walking around um even though that's that's the call of all of us really mm-hmm. to become jesus in the world whenever a priest is acting sacramentally um it's not he but it is jesus that is present in a very real supernatural spiritual way and, and even if the priest is in the midst of sin it, it the sacrament doesn't rely on the priest's right holiness. It relies on Jesus working through the priest. Mm-hmm. Right, totally. So uh, salvation comes from God uh, and God alone. So when a person comes to confession, they're not telling their sins to the priest. The priest is the conduit. He he is the go between. You could say. Uh, the person is really telling their sins uh, to Jesus, and then. Jesus is the one who is absolving or forgiving uh, their sins. And so, yeah, we can, we can know we'd, we've done things in our lives that we're, not, uh, that we're not proud of. And we can certainly at any time pray a prayer of sorrow uh, and ask for forgiveness to God uh, at any time. But how do we know we're forgiven? Really? I think that question still kind of lingers. Well, am I forgiven though? I asked one group of kids, said, how do you know when it's time to go to confession? For me, it's that little voice in my head that goes, you're such a loser because <laughs> you did this. And this little girl raised her hand and she goes, we were sitting outside a confessional as I was talking. She, said, she goes, see the little red light up there? When the little red light goes off, then you know it's time to go in for confession. <laughs> went, good answer. There you go. That's a really good answer. Perfect. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which which brings up a really good um, really good question too. Like, why do we go to confession? Like, what's what's the reason for going? So so certainly out of out of a sense of sorrow for our sins. But what would you say if you had a if you had a if you had a someone ask you, why would you go to confession? Out of fear or out of love? Well, I asked that question um, to a married person. For me, I would say I'm sorry to my wife because I know I hurt her. Right. Somebody else said, well, I say I'm sorry for my, to my wife because I don't want her to divorce me. Mm. And I think reconciliation is like that. You know, I, I go to God and I say I'm sorry because I messed up. Mm-hmm. And I know it's hurt my relationship with God. Other people go to confession because they don't want to go to hell. Yeah. You know, so both are valid, but going out of love, I think, is a little bit more Yeah, we need perspective. Authentic. I, yeah, and we talk about like... Um, yeah, it's it, they need to be balanced. Like, yeah, we should fear consequences for our sins, right? Hell is a real thing. Jesus talks about it in the scriptures. But we don't simply 
follow God because we want we don't want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. We we follow God because we love Him. It's like asking your kids to do like seeing your kids do chores around the house. Would you rather have them do them because they're afraid of of the consequences? <laughs> Or you because have to live like in the garage, yeah, if they, you don't do your consequences, yeah, they genuinely love you. You know, uh, I think there's a, there's a there's a goodness to doing something out of love that we want to love other people, we want to love God well, uh, and so you know, I think the sacrament of reconciliation gives us this real tangible place where yeah, we're talking to someone else about our sins, about our mistakes, but that ultimately. The sacrament of reconciliation is about the condemnation of our sins, but it's about the victory that God is working in our lives. That the death and the resurrection of Jesus, the event of salvation, is present to us uh, each and every time we celebrate the sacrament. Whether it's this is the first time we've confessed a certain sin or the 10,000th time we've confessed a certain sin, that God's love is entirely present to us. Uh, and we know, like, he, here I have been forgiven at this this point in time. Mm-hmm. And that could be just a great help, you know, especially when we walk around with so much so much weight of different things at times in our lives. And I think that human voice is important. Um, right. As well as the hearing the prayer of absolution that you are forgiven and you can move on. I know a friend of mine was going to a, a counselor and he was dealing with some really heavy-duty stuff. And the counselor looked at him and said, you know what, you Catholic? He goes, yeah. The counselor said, you need to go to confession and kind of let some of this guilt and baggage, let it go. Get out. Um, It's therapeutic. It is. A lot of times they'll use a symbol of a backpack. Um, When we went to backpacking retreats, this one kid brought 10 pounds of hard candy in this like big bag not much else just like some books to read and this hard candy which was pretty much useless on this backpack retreat Mm. and we had to let him let go of all that weight that was not helping him you know it was just useless weight and i think reconciliation does that with our guilt or our shame we let that go in reconciliation yeah when i when people come to confession uh and regardless of what they're they're confessing I'll remind them, uh, or I'll kind of walk them through this this little distinction, you know, between guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. And I think this is helpful for us to just acknowledge it and to name it in our own lives. That guilt says I did something wrong, and shame says, or, or you know, I, guilt says I did something bad, and shame says I am bad mm-hmm. because I did these things. And a lot of times, I think we can be tempted to walk around with shame, uh, and shame, you know, isn't from God. It's 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 from the evil one. To want to discourage us and to keep us away. Um, and uh, yeah, God never looks upon us with shame, simply. He only looks upon us with love. Even if we think we've done the worst possible thing in the world. Like that sin never, never defines us. Now sometimes people stay away from confession or reconciliation because they don't want the priest to think about whatever their sin is every time the priest sees them. Right. Um, so how, as a confessor, do you help people understand that that's not the case? Yeah. Well, first, uh, every confession, the priest is obligated uh, to respect the seal of confession. Maybe we've heard of this before, that this is a conversation where nothing is going to be said. And a priest can actually be excommunicated from the church. He separates himself from the community. He's done something so egregious that he, he in fact, separates himself from the community. 
um, because he violated the seal of confession. Because this is something merely between between God and the person. But I think for me, I, I don't remember people's confessions. Uh, you know, I think it's I think you're focused on the person. You're focused on the person and 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 the forgiveness. You're focused on like what is God doing in their lives. I, I mean, to be honest, I really don't remember people's confessions. Plus, on a Saturday or, or you know, it's when, especially when there's a lot of people, like mm-hmm. you're you're there, you're present there in that moment with that person, and then I don't know, you just kind of file it away. It's gone. So there's really, yeah, it's really not any any worry about any priests. Like we we don't get around, we don't we don't sit around together and talk about what people say in confessions. Like it's just not, it's just not. We don't do that. So do you ever feel like a garbage truck and get like? like discouraged <laughs> because of all the bad things you hear? Um, no, no. Uh, again, I think, I think it gets you to realize just the goodness of God, that God wants to be with people. And like, these things aren't the end uh, of people's lives, even if they think they're horrific, that yeah, we should move away from sin, but that God never, God wants to be a part of these people's lives. And he's in fact drawn them to the sacrament. Mm-hmm. Like they have responded to some prompting. They're here for some reason. And I would say that's that's even God working in, in, in some way. And uh, and honestly, I would say the only, I wouldn't say discouragement, but I, I think it is a reality check for myself. <laughs> it's, a, it's a humility check because, I mean, when, you can tell when someone wholly comes into the confessional uh, and, they're, and they're just, they're, they're confessing their sins and they point out something that I, makes me aware of something in my own life. <laughs> That I that I struggle with because again as priests we're we're sinners too, and we we need to confession. I go to confession at least once a month, um, not to say you know that's that's the frequency I think I, I need to go. Mm-hmm. And that's different for each of us, but uh, no, it reminds me of, of uh, just God's goodness. So I, really really quick before we um, before we finish up here, I just want to go through the the rite and reconciliation itself. So before we go, it's good to do an examination of conscience, and we'll. Well, I'll add like one or two examinations of conscience on the on the show notes. There's a, a million of different every kind of variety and variety and flavor on online, mm-hmm. but it's helpful. Kind of thinking like at the doctor's office, like we've all been to the doctor's office before, right? And we go why? Because it's good. Because it's good to get a checkup. It's good to keep ourselves healthy. But when we go to the doctors, we don't say like if we have something wrong. You don't just say like, well, I hurt. <laughs> In general, like mm-hmm. something's not wrong with me. Like that's good to say, but when you go to the doctor, you want to be what? Honest and specific. Because when you're honest and specific, you know, I hurt here, I hurt here, this mm-hmm. is wrong, that's wrong. It actually gives the, the doctor a direction to go to actually bring you healing. So I think it's helpful before confession that we do an examination of conscience. Think about our lives. Think about what's been going well, what's not been going well. And to not look upon ourselves with shame, again, because like that, that's not the end, but that uh, these are the places God wants to bring us, or God wants to bring us forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's kind of like watching films for football players. You know, you look at, at the films and go, oh, could do better here, could do better there. Right. Um, or people that try to work on their golf swing, I could do this better. Yeah. And I you have get... to look at the you have to look at the mm-hmm. the downsides. You have right. to look at the the places of growth, right? Or you're not going to grow. You're not going to grow. And we're told, and and we know deep within us that growth is not an option. That growth is important. We're meant for heaven. 
we're meant to be saints, and that's just not gonna it's not gonna happen magically. So, so before we go, examination of conscience. When we get into the confessional, uh, priests will uh, will greet you, might say his name, uh, might might ask your name. Uh, I usually I say a little prayer with people before before we begin. So we start in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we're praying to God who is uh, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're praying to the God who is a relationship of love, and I'll usually pray pray a little prayer. Um, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity of this encounter with your love and mercy. Be with your daughter, your son. Uh, be with them. Fill them with your grace, your peace, and your strength. Let them know that they're not the sum of their sins and weaknesses and failings, but they are, in fact, the sum of the love you have for them, which is an infant love, and be with them as they confess their sins. So I, I pray that prayer before before everyone confesses. And then and then you go into you go into your uh, go into your sins. And it's good to know that like you're only responsible for the things that are on your mind. You know, there might be something you forget. Like that's okay. There's more opportunities to come back, you know, to the sacrament. But you're only responsible for the things that are kind of really on your mind uh, at that point in time. And uh, so you'll talk with the priest. Uh, you'll you'll say your sins, and then they'll you know they'll talk with you a little bit. They might give you some advice. They might. Um, just kind of help you dig a little more deeply into like, well, where is this coming from? You know, because you might, as you go to a doctor's office, you might see a symptom, but it might actually be pointing to a deeper issue. Mm -hmm. And so the doctor wants to get to the, the deep issue so that then the symptom is dealt with and, you know, the deeper thing is, is addressed. So, so it's good to have a little conversation, but knowing that, especially if it's a Saturday, the priest only has so much time and yeah. uh, confession isn't counseling. So, um, Sometimes you'll have that people will go, they'll go on with a story and they really want to tell you the, all the background and everything. It's like it's good. All, all you really need to do is confession is just name the sin, you know. And then if the priest needs any follow up, he'll he'll ask any questions, you know, if he needs to. So after the confession, uh, there's a penance, uh, and so like is, is is the penance making up for making up for our sins? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> right. I remember I was I had some dealings with some mean people that I worked with and I went to confession and you know, I knew the priest and he knew who I was talking about and I said you know these mean people are just I, I just don't know what to do with them I just get angry and frustrated yeah and he his penance for me was to pray for them every day mm. not that they would change but that my understanding of them would change yeah totally so and I think that that's what penance is all about is how do we let God's love open us up and change us. Right. Yeah, ultimately, uh, we cannot make up for our sins. Uh, the only thing that makes up for our sins is the death and resurrection of Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's the only thing that, that covers up for our and makes up for our sins. The penance is simply doing something. The priest invites you into, um, it's kind of like a response to God's mercy. It's kind of like a physical expression of both our sorrow uh, that we do want to move away from this sin and it's also inviting you to do something that will, in fact, move you away from that. So, yeah, whether if it's, there's someone you're angry with, it's praying for them, doing something kind for them uh, that we want to work against, you know, whatever we're being tempted with. So, and uh, yeah, so that's the that's the penance. And then the act of contrition, the most important part of the sacrament. Uh, oh, no, sorry. No, well, act of contrition. Well, that is that is important. That's important. So we, you can't be forgiven if you're not sorry. Right, you can't be. And actually, if, if a person isn't sorry for their sins, uh, and the priest is aware of it in some sense, like you can't actually forgive a sin that someone's not sorry for. 
Yeah. You know, and that's and that's happened and that's happened before. Uh, but the act of contrition, it's saying, you know, we're sorry for our sins. You know, I think this is important. Don't let not having memorized the act of contrition keep you from confession. You know, it's uh, the pre. If you go to confession, like the priest will help you with a prayer. They'll have a prayer. We have prayers out here in the in the, in the confessionals uh, at the parish. So you don't have to have it memorized. Uh, we'll we'll help you. Right. And pretty much all it is is I'm sorry, Lord, help me not to do this again. Right. That's the the bottom line. Totally. Yeah. And if someone uh, really if someone doesn't know the kind of the longer memorized form, I'll just invite them to pray this prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Mm-hmm. It's the the Jesus prayer. Yeah, and yeah. It's a simple way of saying what needs to be said. So, so you have the act of contrition. So we want to express our sorrow for sins. But then this is the most most important part: uh, the absolution. Uh, and so this is the critical moment where the priest is standing in the person of Jesus, and he, pr- he extends his hand over them, uh, which is an important thing because a, a priest extending their his hands over anything is a calling down upon God's presence, calling down the Holy Spirit. Another time this happens is at Mass, when the priest prays over the bread and wine, and they become mm-hmm. the, the body and blood of Jesus. But the priest will uh, extend his hand and pray, God, the Father of mercies, through the death and resurrection of his Son, has reconciled the world to himself and sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins. Through the ministry of the Church, And what is the ministry of the church? To bring healing and ultimately help bring salvation to people's lives. May God grant you pardon and peace. And I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. person responds, Amen. And so this is is the critical moment, right? Um, Without these words, a sacrament wasn't wasn't had, Mm -hmm. didn't didn't happen. Um, And this is, you know, when I absolve you of your sins, who is saying that? Yeah, the priest in a certain sense, mm-hmm. but deeper, it's 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 Jesus, it's it's God. And Jesus forgave people's sins when he was on earth, right? And before he ascended into heaven, he gave the apostles his authority to do that mm-hmm. um, because he wasn't going to be here physically, right? Right. So right, and that just passed down from generation to generation mm-hmm. to generation, right? Yeah. And then after that, um, priest says, God has freed you from your sin. Go in peace. And the response is, thanks be to God. And then you go out for a Dairy Queen. And you go out for a Dairy Queen. <laughs> Do something to celebrate, right? Because every every sac- sacramental celebration is an encounter with God, God's presence, and especially with forgiveness. Uh, yeah, it's a good, this is a, this is a moment of victory. No, I, I did say that at a communal penance oh, yeah. service one time. I said, all right, now we can go out to Dairy Queen and celebrate God's love. And this lady came up to me and goes, oh, good. And I, I knew this when I said it. She goes, I just confessed my overeating and my <laughs> misuse of food. And now you want and me you, to go to Dairy Queen. I was get like, behind oh, me. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, you're just helping them down I'm the road. To confession now. You're, you're just helping them down the road to perfection, you know, saying uh, no to temptation. <laughs> well, that's so. good. But well, uh, thanks everyone. I know this uh, this podcast was a little longer, but I think it's we really wanted to spend some time and just talking mm-hmm. about just the the goodness of the sacrament of reconciliation, especially as we're in this time of Lent, uh, of we're we're looking at our lives and where are we where are we yet to follow Christ more um, uh, more profoundly and more intentionally, and really experiencing God's love and mercy and the sacrament of reconciliation is uh, is really a, a kind of 
you know, you could say a lost treasure of the of the church in some ways. I mean, there's a lot of people who, who don't celebrate the sacrament, and uh, there's 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 a, I suppose as a priest there's a certain sadness in that because there's such a great opportunity to be experienced in the sacrament. So, uh, so consider this a little encouragement. And if you need to send this around along along to someone who who's maybe been away from the sacrament, you know, a while, um, it's okay. Like we're not we're not here to bite off your head. We're not here to to yell or be angry at anyone. And uh, I know sometimes people have had bad experiences in confession, and that's um, and that's a and that and that's a tragedy. Uh, but certainly, every priest here uh, today is is excited to be with anyone who comes into the confessional to be able to hear their sins and uh, to offer them forgive God's forgiveness. So. Absolutely. All right. Beautiful. All right. With that, uh, we'll end in a prayer. In the, name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we praise you the gift uh, of yourself, the gift of your presence, the gift of your love and mercy. We give you thanks uh, for um, your presence in our lives. We give you thanks for all the uh, all the second graders who will be receiving the Sacrament of First Reconciliation here uh, this weekend and in a few weekends. We pray for uh, their parents, uh, pray for their journey, that their hearts may be continually open to God is in his love and forgiveness in their lives. No matter what uh, they've struggled with or done, that his love is infinitely greater. We ask you to be with us and strengthen us this week. We may hear your voice calling in our lives and we may respond with courage and faith. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Enjoy the, the warming weather. And uh, I think spring is like in 10 days. So, all right. So enjoy it. Have a great one. God bless.